0: You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks
1: on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host,
0: Robert Weinberg. Saturday morning to everybody, and welcome to Mortgage Matters, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, holy smokes, it's great to see you back in studio, live and in person. I've missed you, brother.
1: Good to see you as well, Gary. It's been a little bit now.
0: I haven't seen you in about three weeks. How have you been? What have you been up to?
1: Been good. Been good. Good. I, I was down south for a conference for a little bit, spending some time with the family, a little bit of relaxation. Gotta do that. Gotta do that. And, uh... Back in the saddle, so to speak. Ready to go.
0: Um, I had a conversation. Look, I didn't initiate this conversation. They usually don't bring this topic of conversation up with me. I don't know why they did. But the topic of the conversation was housing. And, oh, there's going to be a housing collapse. Uh, It's going to bust. It's going to burst. The The housing market is going to burst. And then it's going to, I want to use their word, reset. So number one, do you believe this? And and what is the reset? What does that mean, reset?
1: I mean, I, that's the same thing people have been saying in 2016, 2017, 2018, <laughs> 2019, 2020, 2021. Here we are. Maybe they're right this time, right? A broken clock's right twice a day. So when it comes to that, People are looking for eyeballs. I don't believe it's going to reset. I don't think we're going to have more than a 20% crash. That's not even a crash. That's a correction, okay? Demand's too strong. There's too many people on the sidelines just waiting for the right time to buy a home, which we'll be talking about. Right now is a great, great time to buy a home versus the last several months. We're seeing that shift. That's what today's show, that's what I wanted to hone in on. It's Halloween, right? It's getting to that. People are scared right now. Consumers don't know what's going on. Well, because on. we know
0: the Fed's are increasing the interest rates very I, consistently. Yeah,
1: that it hasn't been seen in decades like that. So But but
0: usually one of two things happens. If we've got high interest rates, the asking prices for houses are low. If we have a high asking exactly. price, well the interest rates are you low. Got it. But right now, as much as the Fed's are increasing the interest rates, People aren't exactly dropping the the price of their asking price of the house. So we're still I would disagree. both levels are high. I have
1: clients that have been getting offers in at list price and getting deals. I have clients that are still needing today to put in offers 10,000 or more above ask to get deals. Right. That shows you. I understand Colorado. I understand Arizona and LA and these other really crazy markets. We're here in the Northeast. We're actually in Connecticut. We sit here right now. Connecticut has not seen that, okay? And I brought on what I believe to be one of the foremost experts. He's been on the show before, Mr. Josh Brown, iron agent, Team Keller Williams. He's been in real estate a while locally and understands the market, buyers, sellers, and everything. I wanted to bring Josh on to just share some insight into what's really going on because the media... Is wrong. They are not boots on the ground. With Go me and figure Josh that. Every day. They're not, and they want the eyeballs. You know that sensationalism sells. That doom and gloom sells. It Everyone's bleeds. To yeah, it Yeah. So I understand that, and I know that that's why they need to make money. But that's not what this show is about. We're here to educate. We're here to give real knowledge. There's no profit motive here. We're not selling you anything. We're just here to educate and make sure that everyone that's listening. And all the homeowners and home buyers out there know what's really going on—the facts and the figures. Is the housing market scary or not? That's what we're going to answer today. All right,
0: Josh. And I, first of all, great to see you again. It's been about a year since the last time we've had you on. Great to see you as well. Uh, then I guess this question is probably more geared towards you, since this is really your wheelhouse. Um, talk about the current state of the housing market, right? I mean, this is—we're now in the fourth quarter of of, of the year. What are what are you hearing, what are you seeing yourself? and what are the what are you hearing as far as what they're projecting for 2023?
2: We're working with buyers and sellers every single day. We have probably locally over 430 agents working in the Greater Hartford area mm-hmm. who who are boots on the ground, seeing things happen. Uh, we're basically um, on the buy side and on the sell side all the time working with buyers and sellers. So regardless of what the media says, buyers and sellers are both working to A, sell their house, B, buy a house. And believe it or not, uh, people have a reason. They always have a reason to move. If they're not moving houses, houses exist for us to live in, but houses are how we, how we all live our lives. We, we need a house so the kids can go to school. We need a house so we can go to work. Is it a buyer's market right now or a seller's market? So it's, that's very much like a, it's almost like a, you're going to the doctor and you're, and you're asking, um, do I need a heart transplant right now? And the doctor's like, well, tell me more. Tell me more about your situation. Why would you need to buy a house right now? Why would you need to sell a house right now? And the short answer is supply and demand always dictates the direction of the market, right? And so what we're seeing is we're seeing the number of houses being far less that are available compared to the number of buyers looking for houses. So it's a seller's market. So it, it is more of a seller's market. Buyers are starting to think just because the market is shifting and or it's also been referred to as the great reshuffling. The sky is not falling. Things are reshuffling. Well, then is the, changing. Then
0: going back to my original thing, is it, is it, is the reshuffling just another word for the reset? Is that the same thing? Is that, is that what they referring to?
1: More with pricing. I think you're talking about pricing. He's talking about supply and demand, okay? So, from a pricing standpoint, there is changes going on right now, you know, mm-hmm. there are. But just cuz the prices are lower than they were a year ago doesn't mean that we're in a buyer's market. We're in as Josh said, a shifting market. So, it was a really strong sellers market. And now it's just moving a little bit. It's shifting to where it's a little more equilibrium, right? So it's not a buyer's market and it's not a strong seller's market, but it's shifting away from that more towards the middle. We're not in the middle yet, but we're moving away from that crazy seller's market. Every house going over ask, every house with 20, 30 offers and all that. And there's more negotiations right now, as so, you know, Josh can and talk to, about.
2: To, to Rob's point, like houses were selling in a day and we got used to houses selling in <laughs> I don't know, one to three days, and we would stall a little bit just to accumulate offers and backup offers and close it in, I don't know, go under agreement in five days, even though we probably had the winning bid on the first day. Now you're looking at probably seven to 12 days to appropriately sell a house and have a bench of backup buyers. Um, you know, if you're representing a seller, the goal, is, the goal is to get the house sold and make sure you have enough backup buyers that if something goes wrong with that transaction, maybe the buyer's interest rate, Um, wasn't the same as when they got their pre-approval. So the interest rate goes up. Suddenly that buyer can't afford that house and they forgot, you know, Rob will check, Rob will check with, with a buyer and and reevaluate every house that I send to him so that he makes sure that they actually still qualify for that home at the price they're talking about bidding for.
1: And that's required now because it's been so crazy and volatile with mortgage rates that we might talk on a Monday, they're pre-approved for $300,000. Literally, we might talk that same week on Friday and they're approved for $10,000, $20,000 less. How can that happen? Okay, it can happen because of what's going on with the inflation. It can happen because of what's going on with those rates.
0: Is that what the, uh, is that the effect that the interest rates are having right now? On, That's on one of buyers the and effects. Sellers? And
1: Josh can talk from a seller and buyer standpoint, but on, on my end, like dealing right. with the home buyers, I see people more reluctant because of the high payments. All right, That's Josh, I want you
0: to weigh in translates. on that from the perspective of a, of a real estate agent.
2: All right. So, so buyers right now are seeing a couple of things happen. Um, Money is starting to move around in different ways. When I said it's the great reshuffling, right, people are creative. The consumer is creative. Businesses are going to give the consumer what they want, and the consumer is going to tell you what they want. If they want a different mortgage product, if they want a lower rate, if they want a temporary lower rate to to help them endure the market so that they can maybe – you know there's a saying you 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 date the rate you you marry the house right and yep, yep. and what that just means is the rate's temporary it's not permanent when you sell the house the mortgage goes away if you refinance the house the mortgage goes away um and I'm not suggesting that you buy a house with the intention of refinancing in the short short term mm-hmm. but there's a good opportunity that if you can get yourself into the house that you want right now and that supports let's say your life goals um whether you're you know Regardless of what you're trying to do, like our lives go on, whether houses are going up, down, whatever, we still have jobs to get to. People relocate for work and all these other things we're seeing. We're seeing right now we're seeing um, a large influx of cash, especially on the investor side when it comes to to um, to interest rates. Mm -hmm. So cash is starting to show up as a competitor. Um, Mortgage products are starting to change. Um, These are all things that just in the short term are re changing the way people are approaching their bids and approaching a bidding. So
0: what questions then should a seller be asking right now, especially if they're considering, um, you know, listing their home sometime soon?
2: So, so I'm going to take this back a notch and just say that I'm a selling machine. So if you give me a house to sell, I'm going to sell it. That said, if I sit down with somebody, my first goal is to figure out why are you doing this? Why is that important to you? So why are you selling your home? Is it just the money? What does that do for your family? Does that get you closer to your grandmother who you need to take care of? Why are you selling your house? And if there's not a compelling reason to sell your house, my advice may be don't sell your house right now. However, Hmm. if you had a compelling reason to sell your house, you may really want to, you know, let's talk through. You know, when we sit down with somebody, there's a there's a transitional discussion. It's not it's not an appointment to sell their house. I sit down with somebody to come up with a plan for where are you going? What does that look like? What are the moving parts involved with how we're going to get you from where you are now to where you need to go? And how do we do that safely under constraints that make sense for you?
1: I think one of the biggest challenges sellers are having right now is they're concerned about selling and getting rid of the house they have, which may have a very low mortgage rate, right? I'd say most do. And they're going to give that up to move to a house that may be comparable to where they're at now. And their mortgage is going to go up substantially, you know, if they need to get financing. So it's a dilemma because, like Josh said, if you look at all the facts, does it even make sense to sell right now? We have to look at the financials. The things a seller needs to consider is when do you need to move? What forces are involved in moving? And what area are you moving to? Because it's not only about selling your home. It's about the next step. Where are you going to live? Now, if somebody's got kids to live with or, you know, somewhere else they can easily go, family where it's just an easy transition, then that's not even a big deal. But most are not like that. Most have to get that next phase figured out. And what's the demand in that market? Are you going to have a problem with competition in that market? Because as we said earlier in the show, like the real estate market in Dallas is completely different than the real estate market in Hartford.
0: Are you finding that when people are selling their home, they're staying within state? Are they staying within community, or are they staying? Are they moving out of state? All three? No, all three. I know I get that because Absolutely. because of the volume that you do. And, but I'm saying I, I, generally speaking, on average, are what are more most people doing?
2: Um so a lot of that has to do with age groups and demographics, I think too. I think I think um a lot of folks who have raised their families in Connecticut and perhaps don't need the larger home anymore are downsizing. A lot of them stay in Connecticut because they want to be near their families. They want to be near their kids, their grandkids. Um, A lot of them move south to take advantage of warmer weather and or maybe, you know, tax tax type, you know, situations that are going to spread their dollars farther down south. So we send we send people, you know, to Florida, North Carolina all the time. I have professional agents down there who we have relationships with who do an amazing job down there. We'll send them up with. We'll set them up with somebody professional down there. Help them manage that transition between getting their house prepared for the market up here, finding out whether they have to sell their house to buy their next home. Are they comfortable buying two homes and straddling two houses at once? What's their comfort level with all that? Do you need to find your house in another state first? We need to figure all that out. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, many people um, are they're staying here they're buying houses they're upsizing and downsizing those are the two biggest forces i'm running probably the three biggest forces i see right now are upsizing mm-hmm. downsizing mm-hmm. and first time home buyers those are probably the three single largest forces we're seeing right now
1: every it's situational like we always say so you know you could have two people literally in two houses right next to each other that are in that same phase of selling and buying and like completely different scenarios right One may have a mortgage. One may not. One may have a low interest rate. One may have a high interest rate. One may be moving to Texas. One might be moving to Florida. One might be staying here. Right. So there's not ever one size fits all when it comes to real estate, mortgage or anything. And I think that's a big takeaway. A lot of people make that mistake is they get generalized advice from the talking heads on TV or the radio, even like us. And we're here to say, Get professional, specific, custom advice. That's why you need that real estate professional and that team as we talk about.
0: Talk about the shift that's going on from a strong seller's market to a more normal market. For example, I mean, like, what are some of the differences?
2: Um so I think I might have touched on it before. So the number of days on market, right? You're gonna see days on market start to stretch out a little bit. Um Because they haven't
0: been houses have not been on the market for very long. I think if it goes more than two weeks, then it's like, well, maybe overpriced, you know, or but usually up to two weeks, that's after that, it's not a good
2: thing, right? So so people are showing up and they're 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 looking for They're looking for they're they're looking to bid on a house and they're looking to take their time and they're low. Oh, I heard the rates are high and I heard the mark the sky is falling in the real estate market, right? So um so with that, we are uh we're just seeing we're seeing things shift there. Um we're seeing we're seeing when it when a good house comes on the market, I have two criteria for a good house: um desirable and priced right. That's it. Desirable and priced right. If you find a desirable home and it's priced correctly. The the house will sell and it will sell very quickly if someone overprices their home. So what you're going to see in this fourth quarter and what we're starting to see is we're seeing uh, we're seeing houses. Uh, we're seeing more price reductions than we've seen probably really? in two years. Yep.
1: So negotiations are that big difference, like he was just saying, like before there wasn't really a negotiation, because if you're a buyer and there's 20 other buyers and everyone's coming in at or above list, there's not a negotiation, at least on the front end of the transaction, right, Josh? So that's that's one thing. The second thing, and this is probably the biggest thing I've seen as a shift and a change with the market, is seller credits, closing cost credits from the sellers. So a year ago, year and a half, it was very seldom you'd get closing cost credits unless something came up during an inspection or during the process. But up front, very rare to see closing cost credits. Now, I'm probably seeing it on 40 to 50% of the contracts I've gotten in the last 30 days. Some sort of closing cost credit. Sometimes they'll get the uh, seller to pay all the closing costs, which me, me and Josh worked a deal like in 2017, Mr. Uh, Jeff oh, yeah. in Manchester. He got the seller to pay all his closing costs. We thought it was phenomenal. It hasn't been happening lately. It's Shifting back to that now. That's huge. That could save a buyer between five and ten thousand dollars out of their pocket on an average transaction. That's meaningful. Okay. Very, very meaningful. And the price reductions are more prominent. So when a house is on the market for two weeks, there's gonna be a price reduction, and it's not gonna be 50 bucks. It's a meaningful price reduction. The agents now that are in the game, I find overall, they are a little bit more seasoned. A lot of the part-timers and stuff, they just they can't survive in a tough real estate market where houses aren't going in two days. So with that said, the agents that are professional understand the market and the pricing. They're getting more aggressive. They are. And they're getting mm-hmm. just more fluid and more flexible when it comes to making deals work. And I've just noticed in the communication that I'm getting from agents calling me, hey, we got a pre-approval from this person. Oh, hey, this buyer saw our place today and put an offer. I'm having that happen every day now. A year ago, a couple times a week at most. So that is, to me, telling of that shift to that more normal market. And ultimately, hey, we don't know. A year or two from now, we may be in a buyer's market. But I can tell you, as Josh, I'm sure, will agree, right now is the best time in the last two years to buy a home for a buyer.
0: Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Our guest this morning, Josh Brown from Iron Agent Team, part of the uh, Keller Williams. Uh, realty um josh what are some of the things that home buyers right now can do in their preparation phase let's call it uh in, in order to have a successful home buying experience
2: oh so preparation is probably the key word there's a saying um good fortune is is the intersection of pre- where preparedness meets opportunity um when someone shows up when we post an open house for a house. Right. It's been on the market for three or four days before we're posting the open house. Right. Or before the open house. Sure. No, the event that. happens. Right. right? right. Yep. So people show up. They walk through our open house. They're like, oh, great. We love the house. They haven't been pre-approved yet. They don't have a real estate agent. Um, they're not really even sure where their down payment's going to come from. How much a down payment even. So what, they're living what in fantasy land
0: there. I mean, they haven't done the prep work. Just, they don't know that,
2: but yes, they don't know what they don't know because they're brand new to the process. And there's no, there's no harm, no foul. Don't there. you feel
0: your time may be being wasted?
2: Absolutely not. I feel, I feel like, I feel like the number one thing as, as, as professionals and as professional advisors. Rob's a professional advisor. I'm a professional advisor. Our number one job is to educate the consumer and get them to the point of preparedness. So when they intersect with an opportunity, they're actually ready to to go get it. Um, And what I mean by that is Rob was saying. If a house is and if a house is desirable and priced right, what's what's inevitably going to happen is the house is going to sell very fast. And so if the person isn't ready to capitalize on that, A, they don't understand the market. B, when we're making a bid, there's a lot of factors other than price. There's price. There's terms, um, the terms by which they they're willing to do the house. Are they doing inspections? Are they waiving inspections? Are they pre inspecting the home? Um, prior to making an offer? Do they understand, um, you know, what they're getting into? Because the seller wants to know not only how much money am I getting, but how secure is this buyer to get to a finish line?
1: I would say that, you know, these unprepared buyers it's not something out of the ordinary we see it all the time you know no matter what's going on in the market but i would say the number one thing that a buyer can do right now to get ready to be prepared to be ready to capitalize on these great opportunities number one is get pre-approved before you actually talk to an agent i'd say that is the number one preparatory thing because then when you go to an agent you can say hey i'm pre-approved here's my pre-approval letter we know the terms. We know the the numbers, the info. I can get a call from their agent. Hey, I'm working with so-and-so. Tell me a little more about them. How quick can we close and get all the details? Me and Josh have that discussion all the time when we're working with buyers together. So that's really important. That full pre-approval, not just a conversation, not just a pre-qual based on a credit report, a full pre-approval. And right now-
2: <laughs> I got to interject for a second. I'm going to interject. There's one thing I want to say around this topic. When I'm selling a house and an agent comes up to me and slings an offer at me, and there's either no pre-approval or the pre-approval's half thought out or the pre-approval doesn't have the property address in it, and taxes change, the taxes are different mm-hmm. on each property. Um, Rob may have to rerun. Rob will rerun every property, especially if someone's marginal. If they're mm-hmm. on the bo- if they're stretching a little to buy the house, they're gonna buy. Like if 300's high for them or 400's high for them or wherever they are, if they're stretching. And we don't run the exact house and the exact address. It actually changes how much money they qualify for.
1: It's huge. And between interest rates changing and taxes, like – West Hartford versus Hartford or Windsor versus South Windsor. like That doesn't seem like a big deal. It is. It can be thousands of dollars a year in taxes, and that can be the difference between getting pre-approved for $400 or $350, so it does matter. That's why just having that team, the collaboration is so important. Otherwise, you're going to go under contract and have a problem. The last thing I'll say on that is the um, realtor recommendation, so when it comes to actually getting a team together, find out from your lender, hey, I'm looking in this town. Who's your top agents in that area? Okay. you know, Get that recommendation. Are, are
0: there new any new trends that you're seeing now that weren't around even a, a year or two ago?
1: I would say on my end, I'm seeing the seller paid buy downs uh, that have not really been around at all. And they're not happening that much in Connecticut, but it's one of my upcoming trends that I'm starting to see is hmm. rather than drop the price, the seller can give money to the buyer in the form of a closing cross credit. The buyer then can use to buy down their interest rate, either a 2-1 buy down where it's lower for the first year or two, or a permanent buy down where it's you know lower. So that can actually be a great strategy that I'm seeing again upcoming. And then the last thing is adjustable rate mortgages are coming back in vogue. They really are. And there's some great opportunities in adjustable rate mortgages, especially if you're someone who either doesn't see yourself staying in the home for a long time or you think that it's going to be like, uh, you know, the interest rates are going to drop and you'll have that refi.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, What are your predictions right now for the housing market for 2023? Or Is that not a fair question? I mean, we're,
2: everything's fair right okay now. everything's, we're, I mean, we're everything's getting, fair game
0: we're getting close to the new year so yeah. what, what are you no one's gonna i know you don't have a crystal ball no one's gonna hold you to this so but, but what, I do, do you, I what do you think what do you i see? do but i
2: don't share it um i do have one okay no it's broken I, oh you have a crystal, crystal ball, ball? Oh, yeah, 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 oh you yeah, threw yeah. me for a loop here. yeah okay, there you yes. go sorry that's all right no so predictions are I, supply and demand as we said drives the market right So supply and demand is, is how many buyers are looking to buy houses? You know, how many people are you competing with to buy a house? Right. So if a, so if a house is on the market and multiple buyers show up and they're making offers, that's great. But if they're not, if they're not, um, if, if they're not in a position where they can actually make an offer or win a bid. So the, the dialogue over the last several years and the dialogue forever has always been this, by the way, when you bid, you're bidding to win. You're not bidding. To lose the house. So if you show up and you find your dream home and it's the house you want your family to be in, in the neighborhood you want to be in, and your best friend lives next door and whatever, yeah. if you're going to come in and bid low, like you're not going to win the bid. Right. So now you're, now you're punting down the road. Yeah, but they don't want to
0: overbid neither. I don't want to overpay for something they could have gotten a well,
2: little bit. Well, that's much. why
1: though, if you found the house you love and I've had I, I'm so students, glad you brought that up. They are putting in offers over asked just to be done with it. I want that house. It's my dream house. Here's an extra 10 grand. Let's call it a day. And especially some of the buyers that have been in the market for a long time, they're getting frustrated. They just want that house, and hey, if they're in a financial position, they will pay ask or over ask to just get it done.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So the other thing I want to state though is, you know, everyone's afraid as we talked about with inflation and interest rates, but what I think we're going to see next year, the big prediction is we're going to see more pressure on the prices and then we're going to see more competition when the rates ultimately come down. They're going to come down next year. I'm telling you that. I don't know if it's going to be January, April, or December, but they're going to come down from where they're at now, which is in the seven to 8% range.
0: I'm running out of time. Um, maybe you can mention maybe some of the tools or resources that buyers and sellers can use uh, to keep up to date in the housing market. I've only got about a minute, maybe a minute and a half. Uh, So the two
2: top tools that a buyer can use in this market or a seller right now, anyone looking to make a transition of any sort with real estate planning, the two top tools you can make are to find A, a top real estate agent, and B, a top lender. Because if you're not working with a top agent or a top lender, everything's situational. I
1: agree. Get that that done. Now, if you're someone who's not ready, who's on the sideline, I've plugged HomeBot before. That's the tool I recommend on top of what Josh said with your relationship. Homebot, if you're looking for a free Homebot report, which will give you information on the local market on your home, I will give it to you for free. It's for all my clients and listeners. Shoot an email to Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com with your name, your property address, and your phone number, and we'll get you loaded up into Homebot to get more info on your local housing market.
0: All right. Speaking of which, uh here's a couple of websites here for you. You can contact uh Rob actually at www.robgw.com robgw.com and as Rob was saying if you've got a question that you would like to have answered particularly when it pertains to this uh, radio show and podcast simply send an email to mortgage matters radio show at gmail.com I also want to thank our guests uh from the iron agent team with uh, Keller Williams, I want to give you this website and his phone number as well. I want to thank Josh Brown for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I love seeing you
2: again. we got to get you
0: back on sooner, though, rather than later, my friend.
2: Yeah, things are changing fast. There.
0: That's why. 860-328-0166. Let me repeat that for you to get in touch with Josh Brown. 860-328-0166. And you can find him online as well at ironagentteam.com. And as far as your phone number, you want to talk to Rob, very easy to get a hold of, 860-413-3938. Again, it's 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Until next weekend, have a good one, everybody. So long. thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would
1: like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.